Welcome back, everybody, to the Star Wars Podcast, where we talk all things Marvel, Star Wars, and everything in between. Please take a moment to check our show notes to find our social media, merch, and more. Today, we are recapping the finale of Andor in full spoiler details, so if you haven't seen the episode, I will get out of here. And I'm here with a guy who just rushed back from Canto Bite. Between you and I, I think he has a gambling problem. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Well, I guess for that intro, I should probably say thank you. <laughs> I, I, Michael, I'm good. Uh, glad to be here. Yes, we very, don't talk very, about my gambling problem. Yeah, we're well. Uh, sorry, sorry to put you on blast like that. Um, but we do have a guest here today. Super excited to welcome on for his premiere on the Star Wars podcast. It is a podcaster and YouTuber, Khalil Jamal. How's it going, Khalil? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? Everything good? Yes. Yes. Sound great. Uh, yeah, and hopefully not my last time here because you guys are so much fun. So, <laughs> uh, look, we we have we like we have a little Star Wars family, and we like to keep people in the rotation. So, I guess as long as like you don't like say something too heinous, uh, you know, I think it'll be <laughs> like Andor sucks or something. Do you have that take? No, no, no. See, I'm a Star Wars fan, so nothing Star Wars can be bad. It's just that's just how it works. I'm even yeah. wearing my Rogue One shirt. See. Yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. Um, Khalil, I, I guess more like uh, in, in depth here, what have you thought about the series as a whole? Okay, so I know what your thoughts are on it, okay? And I want to say I'm not as far as you are, but it's a really good show. Yeah, um, I, I think I'm still processing it a little bit. Um, you know, there, it, there, there were things that I didn't love, you know, that if I like... If I was in control, I think I would have changed a couple things. But with that being said, I mean, it w- in terms of modern Star Wars, I don't think there's much more you can ask for. Uh... <laughs> Tommy, what what do you what have you thought? Uh, we, here we are. We're we're sitting here. Uh, we we're able to look at the complete picture now. Andor, what what do you think? How does it hold up? I think overall, I'm positive on it. I think I was kind of nervous they were gonna. They set up a lot of um, threads to follow throughout the series. And I feel like I was kind of worried they were just going to be like, all right, let's 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 wrap them all up here. And I like that there's still, you know, for a season two, there's still a lot out there um, left un, unexplored. I think what they did explore, they've set up a lot. I kind of see where um, Andor is at the end of this, of like how he has gotten to this point where he's, you know, where we see him at the end of the episode. Yeah, um, there's definitely, you know, I think – don't get me wrong. Loved the episode. A lot of fun. I got to see a lot of things that I wanted to see. Um, I just, there was like a bit of like, I don't know. Was I expecting too much? Could they have given a little bit more, you know, because we did, we had all these characters coming from across the freaking universe to this one location. And there was a couple run-ins with people, but all in all, like, I don't even know if Andor wasn't danger the whole time you know like everybody wanted him dead but like nobody even like was face to face with him i do have one problem though i gotta say about the show about that episode specifically there's one thing and i don't know if you guys noticed this so you know at the and we're allowed spoilers and stuff right no, no yes is that yes, we're okay cool full, full so forward. you know at the you know at the end of the episode toward the end when um the mother is doing the speech right on the hologram mm-hmm it takes the Empire so long to realize this is not like pro-Empire propaganda. And I'm like, what? Why did you get let them get through the whole speech? Like at some point, you got to like, as soon as you see the Empire is a plague in the galaxy, you probably should stop it there, right? I think the, you know, uh, Kolo, like you set up, it's Star Wars. I'm going to find a way to defend it. So you bring me a complaint. <laughs> I, I do have a fix. Uh, That's why I, I need to know what the defense is for that, though. Yeah. I would say that, you know, they were probably not happy with her slandering the Empire. Um, but it, there wasn't, like, it wasn't until that she, like, was specifically saying, we need to, like, do something about it that he stepped in. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, you hate us, oh, well. Uh, but uh, not until it's like, it's time to actually fight. They were like, okay, maybe this is a little too far. Uh, so I think my bigger complaint, though, is actually... Um, especially after the events on Aldani and the bank heist, um, we would see a lot of the meetings with the Imperial officers and they would say things like, 
we're done. We're we're like we're, no more, Mister Nice Guy. Basically, we're tightening down the hatches, and there's no more. There's no more ceremonies. No more. You know, like they're not allowed to have their culture. Basically, and it's like ah, they, I mean, they they kind of went out of their way a lot to let them have this one little funeral. Uh, but uh, Tommy, what do you think about that? Well, like, do you think it was like uh, all bark, no bite? Like they're just like, or it's like pep talks. We're gonna really, you know, get them next time. No, no fun. But I don't know. I guess the other half is like, wasn't it like Deidre's plan to like, it was bait. So like, yeah, do the ceremony so you can, we can get Andor, even though we barely see. There's no ever really a big like, oh no, Andrew's gonna get caught. Like I was never worried about that throughout this whole episode. Yeah, that might be the prequelitis kind of aspect of it, where you like. You know, I know he's going to be fine at the end of the day because Rogue One. So there is that kind of, I guess, theoretical possibility where people are just kind of like, you know, it, it, there's less involved because he shows up in this movie, which happens later. Yeah. So I, I, I will say there's there is a like a, a tinge of that for me, but like especially like towards the end of this episode when we like see all of his friends on the shuttle getting out of there. You had Brasso, you had Bix, you had. Uh, the little boy who I'm, I've, you know, I'm starting to, I've decided I'm going to call him Bomb Boy instead of Broom Boy because the only thing he did was throw a bomb. So you get Bomb Boy, you get B2 Emo, like all his buddies are there. And my only thought is like, uh, are y'all all going to die in season two? Because like, I don't, he doesn't mention you guys or anything. I don't know. It, it looks dark. I know, especially when Vix was like, he always, he'll come find us. I'm like, oh, hopefully, maybe, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Well, like, okay, I know this is, like, we typically go, like, scene by scene. I do want to talk about this up front, um, because this, I, I did, I, I, that moment, I actually found to be a little ridiculous, because he's like, yeah, of course I'm coming back. Um, and then he goes to Luthen, and he's like, kill me. I'm like, what? And here's the thing, it's like, I know what, like, his goal was to be like, okay, yeah, if you're gonna kill me, but I think, I think you're more likely to take me in, to be on your side. But, like, he didn't offer that at the start of the conversation he says kill me and like there's a long pause he's like wait is this a trick he's like no it's like oh okay so i'm just he's like or you could take me in i'm like oh, what yeah you really led with the kill me pretty hard i mean to be to be fair you have to remember when he met lutheran he he was like you know i'm like he, the whole thing was like i could he could have killed you or turned you in and he didn't he took you with him so i think and I never understood that. Okay, I gotta we gotta go back a little bit for a second here. I don't still don't understand why like Luthen does this weird thing where he just decides to become like re like ruthless all of a sudden. Like it, it feels like it almost comes out of nowhere. Where I don't know again because I watched the last two episodes back to back because I've done this weird watching thing. Um, uh, I don't understand why he he just takes this turn like. Is there like some motivation here I'm missing? Because like he was fine, and then he's like, "I want everyone dead. I'm gonna sacrifice this pilot. And I'm gonna do all this stuff." I think Luthen's always had a killer instinct to a degree. I think Andor was always a pawn for him. Like he kept Andor alive because he was a pawn in the first couple episodes, not because he actually cared about Andor or any of that. Um, I don't know. I, I've seen it as like he a little bit of that has come out, and I think it's just been growing more so than like I think. If you go back and rewatch it, I think we can see like parts of like, oh, Luthen's ready, especially when he has the conversation with um, what's his name, where they're like, by any means, you know. Um, I think there's definitely an aspect of Luthen that I'd like to explore in season two of like, is he too extreme for the Rebels? Because like, okay, can you explain something to me then? So when this ends up like kind of projecting, because we know this will end up splitting, right? It'll be the Rebel line, so. It Luthen can't be a part of that Rebel Alliance because the whole motive thing in Rogue One is the Rebels are too soft, right? Because, like, he's more extreme than Saw Gerrera. And if you're more extreme than Saw Gerrera, there's a problem. Like, you can't be a part of that Rebel Alliance, which is called soft and, and weak, right? Like, there ha he has to do – like, something has to happen where they even, – even Mon Mothma is so – like, it seems so much more, I guess – um like extreme than then she's portrayed at any other point right and she's part of the leader of the weak rebel alliance right like do you does that feel like it's going to be a little bit jarring maybe if they kind of like if Luthen ends up being a part of the rebel alliance why are they weak and like you know 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the question um, th that will be explored. And uh, we've kind of talked about, you know, he's got the very uh, apt nickname of Axis. And I think that very much is how uh, he is, where he's kind of in the center. You know, he's got his relationship with Mon. He's got his own little crew. He's talking to Saw Gerrera and Krieger's guys. Like, he is kind of the center where all the spokes uh, uh, come together. So um, I, think, I think what's going to be interesting, though, is like, when we realize that Luthen is a very flawed man and isn't necessarily capable of, because even we see in Rogue One, you know, it's not like Saul got better and was was more willing to work with the rebels. He got worse. And I think we're going to see how Luthen plays a part in, you know, kind of the downfalls that some of the rebels have. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> can you stay alive? Wait, can you even stay alive past season two? I guess he could. I mean, they did this kind of thing all the time, you know, like uh, I think the best example is Ahsoka who like, you know, her story just kind of continuously stopped at certain points and they never killed her off. And after a while, I was like, it's kind of weird that she's still alive, isn't it? And she's still alive in canon now. So, um, you know, I guess if here's the thing, you know, let's say Luthen, we talked about like the possibilities of like possible Emmys for this show. Let's say Luthen wins an Emmy for this show. Um, and like becomes like a massive fan favorite and critical favorite of, uh, everybody. I could totally see a world where they like, Oh yeah, he was there the whole time. But again, I feel like that, like you have to, like, I, I don't know. I feel like if they do, I kind of want them to have the guts to, even if he, no matter what happens to be willing to kill him off because, he, I think his death could be, would be, would be the perfect thing, which would not only split Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera, as we see in Rogue One, but also maybe would force Mon Mothma to be a lot softer and a lot less aggressive because, you know, you see that kind of death. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they have to have the guts to do that. Otherwise, I feel like it's going to be too jarring. It's like, there's this person who connects all these people. Where is he in Rogue One? Like, you know? Yeah, so, and that, that's something we've touched on a lot, is the Mon Mothma of it all, and you know, I think basically every episode, we're like, Mon Mothma needs, like, serious death around her to become the Mon Mothma she is. We didn't get that in this episode. I'm a little shocked by that. Um, Tommy, what do you think of Mon Mothma? I know you, sorry, I know you had something else to say, but I also want to know what you thought about Mon Mothma in the finale. Yeah, I think she's been an interesting character for me of like, I think she has the best of intentions, but even she has to get her hands dirty, you know, a little bit at this end game. And I think that's what's interesting about this is like, I think we've seen the Rebels, you know, to your point, to a degree, is like these just good guys. But I think what Star Wars has been trying to do in a lot of their shows and a lot of their movies recently is like, there's this gray area with all of them. There is no uh, just good and evil. A lot of, even our good characters are flawed in, in a lot of ways. And so I think with Mon, she's a really good example of like, she is trying, but it's hard for her. You're seeing that it's breaking her. And I think that's where we'll get that softness is that at a certain point, I think she is going to put her foot down and say, I can't go any further like to this side if this is what the rebels are. And I think for all these characters, to, to your point of like, it's going to be broken up. It, it's coming. Like we know at a certain point, there's going to be disagreements of how the rebels should be. And I think that's what makes me so excited about season two is I think it's what's, what's going to be that thing that changes it. Is it the Organa's being more involved? That's my, you know, like we still haven't seen how that could influence if this does become the future rebels. So. Yeah, my I guess my other complaint. I know, like leading with a lot of complaints here at the top for an episode that we loved a lot, but not a Mon Mothma. Uh, again, I felt like uh, I think the big thing we get at the end here is when we see her uh, meeting with uh, can't remember the general, the gangster, and uh, she's kind of selling off her daughter there for marriage, um, which was again, uh, you know, we also talked about this last week. Don't you have a cousin that has a lot of money that can help you out? Uh, why do you have to do this? But whatever. Uh, also, very non-Mon Mothma, like the Mon Mothma we know. Like th that kind of thing is it seems at least too non-Mon Mothma for me. It's like, what's happening here? Yeah, I uh, love Mon Mothma. I, I, again, I think my complaint will always be not just not not enough. Uh, I could I could do some more here. <laughs> um, I will say I'm worried now, Michael. Are you gonna are you gonna sell me off to podcast marriage in, in case the podcast for more viewers? Yeah, if like we come across a big deal and they're like, yeah, but we're Tommy. He's gonna we're gonna have to bring him over to this other podcast. And be like, ugh. 
I'll yeah, take him. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, it's happening already, Michael. <laughs> we just opened the door. <laughs> There's about to be a bidding war for Tommy. <laughs> yeah. You can have. I don't know what I do here half the time. Um, I will say one of my favorite things about Mon in this episode, a very subtle, and it didn't really click with me until later, but the conversation she has in the car uh, with Perrin was basically set up to throw them off. And she's accusing him of getting back into gambling. And even he's like, I don't know what you're talking. Like uh, they're making up lies. Like I believe Perrin was actually not gambling. My Mothma made up this lie because she knew her driver listens in. So they would take that information back to Blevins later and tell him, oh, they're having gambling problems, and that could explain a lot of the financial issues they're having, which I thought this was so smart. What do you think about that, Khalil? I thought it was code. I thought she was speaking code. I thought the entire time, like, because it, it seemed like everything, she was being so pointed about it. It felt like my initial thought was, oh, she's just, it just, it's code. They, they, they both know what's happening, or at least to some extent know what's happening. This is just code. I mean, maybe that's probably more likely, but. I get the I get the feeling that Perrin is pretty detached from everything Mon's doing. Uh, I don't think we've had a single line where he's mentioned any of this stuff. So I don't know. I do think it would be funny if both things are true. Like I I love the theory that or not even the theory. Like I I agree with you. I, like I don't think I picked it up on the first time that like she did that on purpose to get them off the scent of the money. Uh, but I would love if, it, if she didn't even know, but she caught him in the fact that he had been gambling on the side. Like, oh, no, she knows. <laughs> yeah, she's just talking out her ass. And uh, yeah. it's like, oh, God, I've messed up. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we're very, I mean, we've already talked about the ending. We've talked a lot about mine. So we're kind of all over the place. So I'm just going to start throwing things out. Uh, Can to we talk, talk about, about Cassie and Andor? <laughs> <laughs> uh sure uh i mean is there uh, like uh anything in particular i don't like him whoa <laughs> I, so I like the say, whole character i don't like this like oh like this season it, as in general especially in this last episode his character like it feels like it's almost backwards growth for his character it's kind of wild to me like until like until the like the last second of that episode Right where he goes um, back to Luthen, or what, and and kind of says, "Oh, kill me!" Like it feels like his character is progressing backwards. Like he, everything he does seems so like, like not genuine, and like I don't know. It just it feel I don't like his character development at all. So I, I, I get some of it. I do think he's genuine. I'll, I'll push back on that. I think I think we see a lot of heart in him, especially in this episode when it comes to Bix, when it comes to Marva. Um, so I feel like right now he's very much just motivated on like just trying to uh, protect his friends and family, protect uh, Ferrix. You know, I, I feel like he is kind of the noble hero that he didn't even really want to be. Um, so I, I kind of like that. I will say coming into this, I was like, I don't care about Andor. Why are we getting into Andor show? Um, and I love the characters so much more now. Like from where I was, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and sit like, he's not Stellan Skarsgård type uh, performance and character in my opinion, but uh, I, I like, and I will say I love him more than I did. Yeah. I do think Andor is an interesting character where it's like, he was probably my least favorite character in, in Rogue One. Like I did not enjoy him. I just didn't really see his motivation here. And I think that's where I can hear what you're saying of like, I think for the good majority of the series, Andor was kind of aimless. I think he's very genuine. I think he cared about his family, but he doesn't really have, anything that he cares about like motivation wise like driven right and i think i'm hoping that this like his mom's speech has like and and his experiences in the jail and everything else has are seeds that have planted in him of like his now passion project will be this rebellion and and you know we know where it goes to so it honestly makes rug one make more sense of why he's so like yeah, you're going to, like, people are going to die. We need, like, the extreme of how he is makes sense when you see the extreme of some of the people that have influenced him. I I don't, but see, that's the problem. I don't, like, if he, if, if his passion project ends up being the rebellion, like, if, if in season two, you start to see him kind of develop that relationship, like, right away, see that, start to develop that relationship with Saw and, and start to be kind of the in-between kind of, like, you know, person between these different f- sections of the rebel I don't think it'll make sense. Like, like I, I will be ge- like I will genuinely be confused if that's where you start off a season two. 
because I don't think he's even like I don't think he's earned the ability to say like to to be this like to care about the Rebel Alliance like this. He shouldn't care about them. Well, Khalil, just I, I didn't bring you on here for cold takes, so I'm I'm loving <laughs> uh, what you're bringing right now. Uh, I, I think it's bold. I don't necessarily agree. That's fine. Um, I, I think. Uh, I think they've laid out really well why he's a rebel. I mean, I, I think that we've seen the pressure that was put on his home planet, his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend Bix. And then we also see like more personally, he went, he was in prison and was nearly killed. Like, I feel like he's seen every dark side of the empire within these last couple months that he possibly could. And I think that very much details why he's willing to go and do what he's doing. And a, and a big thing about the prison, too, that I think it was kind of glossed over is, like, the fact that he didn't do – like, yes, he did another bank robbery that he probably should have went to jail for. But what he actually got arrested for was literally just being there. Like, and I think, like, that's, like, how can you not start to get – and I think he had no reason to hate the Empire. But I think the show, at least for me, has given me enough of, like, I can see where, you know, it's hurt everyone in his life. Everyone we talked about is who he cared about. It's like even the mother, every, everyone has been hurt by this empire. Now he has as well. At a certain point, I don't think it's, I don't want him to be, I agree with you, like I don't want him to be full like wearing a rebellion t-shirt and like all in right away. I think season two still needs to see some of that growth, but I can I can see where he came to at the end of this. Of like, at this point, I'm just going to join you because this is the most important thing right now. I just don't think he's, there's enough, like I maybe, maybe, I'm just completely like, you know, missing the 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 thing like the the the, the story like his story arc. Uh, I might need to rewatch it like properly and instead of in these weird like three episode segments. Um, but I I think like I don't know. I just feel like his in my mind his there's not being like this real like oh shit I'm gonna have to. Like, I need to stop these guys. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's still like, yeah, I need to protect myself from these guys, but it's not, I need to go be, be a hero and save like random people on random planets type thing. Yeah. So, uh, no, I hear you. I mean, he's very much a reserved character and like, I don't know that we'll ever get that like big, like, you know, vocal, uh, or, but that's what he is in rogue one. So is he though like I, I feel like he's always kind of yeah i, I mean I, now i'm thinking of like some lines and stuff but I, we have a whole season to get there yeah and i do think there's probably gonna be more power with this i don't know I and mean, i think he could they could have spent more time on it but i think the mother's speech like it has to you imagine influence a little bit like she's been kind of playing those seeds in him for a bit of like i have given up everything for the rebellion like it's the most important thing so i i like to think maybe that's part of the influence that we're gonna see going into season two hopefully Okay, I want to ask you guys about... I got a couple pairs of characters I want to talk about here. Um, let's move on to Vel and Cinta, because um, I think this was what... Uh, you, with Cinta, my complaints are very similar to mine. I love Cinta. I want more Cinta. I think she's kind of a badass. Uh, Vel, I guess we had the right amount of Vel, uh, so I can't really complain there. Um, but this episode, uh, they had a lot to do with nothing, really. Um, it's, it's same with Luther. Like Their goal was to come here and kill Andor, um they didn't get even close i guess we didn't see them leave but luther was like i'm out like <laughs> i give up <laughs> so uh but i don't know vel and Sinta, that i guess the big thing for Sinta this episode was like she was kind of like watching this other guy who she was suspicious of turns out he was she was like the rebel implant spy and he was the empire implant spy and um they're kind of like you know they're kind of getting onto each other uh but she ends up killing him there she stabs him with a very tiny knife might i add i don't know how he went down that quickly um but yeah she, she got a kill in at least uh what do you think about these two characters glow hold on okay either my brain wait i need you to remind me who are they like, <laughs> yes my uh, my brain's not doing names right now they're the rebels that, that work with uh luthan the ones that were on the heist right. the two women yes Right. They're, okay. Apparently, yes. they're a, a a queer couple, but we see no signs of that. Um, I just like everyone feels like honestly. Again, maybe this is just my hate to Ant toward casting Andor. I'm sorry. I like the show. I don't like the character. It just it's a weird situation. I want everybody like I want them to get significantly more attention in season two. 
at the expense of Andor, ideally, because I want these, like these characters, I really like these characters. The problem is they have to still focus on the main character of the show for some reason. It's disappointing. But yeah, I, I, I like all of these side characters have been amazing and, and they've just been like, I want more of that. Like, you know. This could have easily been a Mothma show, guys. Just change the title. Give her a little cowards. Yeah, a couple extra scenes. Andor can still be in it. Uh, you know, just like Ma, you can be the side character. Yeah, because I agree. Like with this plot line, the whole kill cat, like casting thing, it it, it could have been trimmed out. To me, that wasn't even or, or do something more with it. Have it tie into the funeral at some point. Maybe you know the speech convinces Luthen to like help assist now. And help the fight there instead of just running away and being like, peace, I'm out of here. Uh, I feel like there's a way to tie it together and just kind of felt like a separate thing just to be like, oh, yeah, these people are still here. They're doing stuff. Don't worry about them. But not enough to really add anything to the episode or really add anything. And it sucks because they are great characters. You know what would have been cool? I was just thinking about this. What if instead of them just chilling um, and waiting, what if they actually were like, what if they were sent to go track down and kill Andor, and then they end up like get like they end up you know tracking him to the prison, and then they kind of have a confrontation there. Like I feel like that would have been a cool thing to do. Like instead of just waiting for him to show up, like what if they like what if they had like this separate thing where they basically had to track him down, and so when he's in the prison, they're basically fall, trying to figure out where he went, right, or something like 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 that. Especially because like you think about it, right? He's in prison. If, if the Rebels are good at the one thing they're supposed to be good at, they should know that and try to kill him or something because at, in that prison, he probably could have found a way to reach someone who needed information and could have given information and could have, you know, gotten rid of Luthen, right? Like, I don't know. I, actually, I, I really like that um, because a, a, another complaint about the series for me is like a lot of character arcs for like four to five episodes are them like sitting down eating cereal, right? And I think Belle and Senta got a lot of that. A lot Like Senta, her whole character was like, you know, like dirty glances on Ferrix, like just waiting <laughs> yeah. outside the mom's house. You know, it's like they, they could they could have given them a lot more to do here. It like, was like, that would be so cool. Yeah. It was like episode two or three where uh, they were like, "All right, you gotta go find Ke Andor," and it's like, "But you, you didn't. You just sat like I thought that what you just pitched is what I thought they were gonna do when they said that. Like, okay, they're gonna go be like, you know, like bounty hunters hunting down him, and it's like, nope, we're just gonna sit and like not talk about a relationship, but like." I want to be part of the relationship, but I just want to focus on the rebellion stuff. It was just either dive deep into that and like dive into that like personal conflict, or I don't know. The whole they they just needed more justice. I think all 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 around. Yeah. Okay, um, wait. I've got to ask a question now. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over Michael's role, please. and I'm gonna ask a question. Um, do you think this show lacked fighting and and action in general? Like, do you think it was too light on action? No. Uh, if anything, I would say some of it's a little uninspired. Uh, you know, I think like our first fight scene and our last fight scene, uh, they're very similar. They're in the same location and they're kind of doing the same things. Um, so, you know, I, I think I would have liked, you know, more diversity within the action, but I think it was the right amount. And I think that, I think the show was different in that, like, it was, you know, here we are complaining about a lot of the characters, but it was way more character focused. And I think, like, again, I'm going to just keep talking about Mom Mothma. I mean, you know, <laughs> without that stuff, like, I don't think I would have cared about the show half as much. And I, I, you know, a lot of her relationships as well with Vel and Luthen, and that spiders out to the other characters. So, um, yeah, I, I, no complaints on the action, really. So, yeah. Yeah, I think. For me, the show, it's weird, right? Because I do think it's like, I think it was the right amount for this show that I think, and I don't know how much they pitched it as this, is it feels like a dialogue-heavy political show. Like, that's that was the purpose. And so a lot of the conflict is uh, personal conflict. A lot of the conflict is your moral conflict and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's like a big part of, I think if you had too much conflict or too much actual physical fighting, I think it would you would have to lose some of that. And I think we got the right amount of both.
The only thing I'd have to say about that, though, is like, I guess, like, when you think about the rebel of the early rebel alliance, right? And what what's the kind of image in your head? It's this this scrappy, like, you know, hunted ele- like extremely hunted element of people, right? Like the empire wants the rebels dead. That's like their thing. Like they want to get, they want to squash the rebellion. And I feel like too much of it on both the empire side and the rebel side was like people having con standing and having conversations as like the, the conflict, right? Like, I feel like there, there was never any point where like, like you, you'd think there would be like this, there'd be significantly more conflict just in, in the sense of like, the rebel, like the empire really does want to kill all the rebels. Like that's their whole thing. So why are they not like putting, like there's no more level of a conflict of like actual physical conflict. But that's the thing. I think, I think we got there in this episode. Like, I, you know, we've, we've followed um, Dedra's journey and like discovering that there even is a rebellion right and like a lot of her story was like trying to tell like convince other people that this is an actual problem um and i think we finally got there and like there is some hesitancy on the empire side where they're like okay well we don't want to go full force we don't want to like completely start a war right now like you saw with the the krieger missions that we never even got to see where um you know they were like well let's kind of like set bait you know like let's kind of we don't want to like show our hands too quickly i think they're playing very careful and you know, the more stuff, things like that happened on Aldani and now on Ferrix, I think they're only going to get more and more aggressive. And also, as far as uh, the Rebels go, I mean, it's a group of disgruntled people right now. They're not warlords, right? Um, it's just people that are unhappy with situations. And I, mean, I think Guerrero that's is literally in the show, but okay. <laughs> sure, they're not okay, warlords. He's... Well, he's always going to be the the uh, the very strict gorilla fighter um, and always has been. That's always been his character. Um, but everyone else, I mean, you know, they're like robbing banks. You know, they're not uh, trying to like blow up buildings, you know. I just feel like there's like, like there's points where it's like, you'd think because of how much is on the line, especially like in between the like the rebel groups, like, like more of like, I guess the image is like, the, you know the the saw the scene where um saw and luthan are like talking and it, mm. then it's like saw gets all paranoid about oh my god do you have like someone spying on me it's like that kind of tension but it was nowhere else in the sh- it felt like it wasn't that same level of tension anywhere else in the show like between the other like mon mothma never it didn't feel like she had that level of tension like she always seemed like almost like she was comfortable and safe like well, and I think that's more Saul's character. Like, I think that that is more developing Saul's character by doing that because that's that is who he is. He is a very paranoid. He's always working from this mindset that like the worst enemy I have is my own allies. That's been his character since the early days. I think the thing that's hard to separate is like we know where the rebels and the empire's relationship goes to at the end, and I think we're putting that on on the front end. And it's like like Michael pointed out pretty well is like they still are trying to discover what the, the rebels are. They're not calling them rebels yet. They're not, they're just groups of, of attacks happening. It's not this organized group yet. And so I don't think the empire is taking them that seriously. I think part of what the empire's hubris is the fact that like, they didn't catch this at the bottom. You know, they let it grow and grow and, and marinate like a good state. They marinated it. And, and then it became their greatest enemies. But I think at this point, they're not taking it that seriously. I think that's what the show is trying to show in that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I mean, I hear you. It's not like perfect. And I think, um, you know, with most most things on Disney Plus, there's going to be like, could there have been a better way to do this? And maybe. Um, but I, I thought, again, in terms of how things uh, typically go on Disney Plus, I was pretty happy with how they did this. I do want to ask you, Khalil, um, about a very, it's, I almost thought we were going to get some Rise of the Sky or Return. What, what the fuck is that movie called? I tried to forget about it. <laughs> Rise, um, of- <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, there you go. Oh my um, God. I, I thought I we were going to get that, some, yeah. some bullshit like that with Dedra and Cyril. Like literally there, you know, there was some steamy looks after he saved her there. I've been calling this, Michael. I was shipping this train for since day one. I'm, yeah. Hey, just, just I won't say more, but I am OG. <laughs> Hello, what do you think? Do you are you pro uh, th- this relationship here? I don't think we need to force relationships without like 
As in, I don't need more of the let's just throw two random characters the internet really likes together um, just because. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it can go there, but it needs to be developed, right? Like, you can't just do something or you you can, I guess, because they can do whatever they want. But you shouldn't do something where you just you see something, you read a bunch of tweets and then you're like, let's make this happen. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, to be fair, like nobody was a fan of these characters when they filmed the show. They're brand new, right? Are so, people still a fan of them now? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how many people are like standing these individuals to begin with. But uh, with that being said, I do believe you're onto something there. You know, I don't think that it's necessary. But, um, you know, I think the seeds are there. You know, all good relationships only start with like a glance or two. So, um, you know. I don't think it's an accident. I think it's intentional. I think something is going to come of it. And uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, you know, I think there's a lot. I think this is explored a lot throughout Star Wars where there's these relationships of these people that don't necessarily meld. Anakin and Padme, right? Uh, I mean, Leia and Luke. Um, I think that this is (laughs) Kylo and Rey. And I think this is another example of that, of like these two people that are come from like very different worlds and have very different mentalities and really shouldn't be, have this type of connection. And it's there. And I don't know. I think that's kind of fun. She needs to kill him. <laughs> I think she might, to be fair. Uh, but, but she's going to, it has to be a moment. Like the best thing they could do, it has to be a moment where, you know, because I feel like he's going to become soft super quickly. Like I feel like he's going to, turn try to is going to do something and help um and or escape somewhere or something in in season two and she's going to have to like you know and then she needs to kill him put aside her feelings kill her and show the killer instinct of the empire right i'm tired of these imperials being soft and weak and like like you know like um oh my god rebels um what's his name the 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 dude who was with um the Imperial uh, and Rebels. Yeah, uh, Callus, I think. Callus, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't need any more of this. Like, Imperials are there's the majority of the Imperials are supposed to be evil. That's why the it. That's why the Empire functions. If half of the top level Imperials just turn out to be like all versions of Darth Vader, like, <laughs> what's the point? That's the thing with Cyril, though. He's not. He's literally not part of the empire. I mean, he kind of like he worked for the ISB, which was like a like a I guess a I don't fully understand it, but it's kind of like a branch of the empire. They kind of like rented out the security bureau, um, and he worked for them. So like, he never truly was under the empire, and he definitely isn't now that he's been fired. Um, And I think I think I'm not saying him. I'm saying her. Oh, well, I don't. Is that a question? I don't think she's gonna be good in any sense. Yeah, I think she goes super bad. Yeah, Um, I think I think she needs to kill him. Yeah. Well, yeah, and this is, I like that, and this is my pitch. Uh, maybe they get together, maybe they don't. Um, but <laughs> uh, when they're like in the morning after, she poisons a cereal. That makes the cereal scenes make sense. It all comes full circle. So the cereal is how he dies. Calling it right here. I think that if would they be do a, that. Yeah, I, I think if they do that. That'll be my favorite Star Wars show ever because they'll rationalize the worst part of the show. Uh. I mean, I don't think Tony Gilroy's above this. One of my favorite things, and I'm jumping to the post-credit scene here, um, where we see the what they were building um, was part of the disc in the Death Star, and the irony of that is, Andor is killed by the Death Star, uh, so he basically helped build the thing that killed him. You know, maybe there's something there with uh, cereal and poison. <laughs> the cereal that built him will take him down, Michael. Uh, and no one did. That's just a random Marva quote. Uh, Tommy, it's so hard to pull sound clips from this show. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what? What if the show? If the show gives us one solid sound clip, the, we will never find the peak sound clip machine that was She-Hulk that gave yeah. us. Oh, God. Oh, uh, Wait, what do you I mean? mean? You t- cut saying. out of no. cut out of um um what's his face's speech? Um, Who? my God, I just, Luthen. What what part? That I mean, it's also the, thing? the best. This is the best one I pulled. You might as well wear a sign that says, "I promise to disappoint you." And I want more chances to play that, but it feels so mean. <laughs> That's a wrong answer when we do trivia again. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, so um, 
what what else? What are we missing here? Um, we, okay, we I have talk- a question for you, kind of unrelated. Bring it on. Okay, because th- I'm thinking about action in in Star Wars movies. What what are your like top three favorite Star Wars action scenes ever? Uh, my favorite is an underrated one. It's Ahsoka versus Darth Maul in Clone Wars, in the throne room. Also, okay. I'm a fan. I like the I like throne room fights. I like the throne room fight in um, uh, the Last Jedi too. So that 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 yeah. That's I, well, I've, I, I've seen I've seen some videos where like if you break down like the actual choreography, it's like really stupid. But like I don't, you never catch that stuff. So <laughs> someone tried to show that to me to mess with because I was talking about how much I loved the scene. Someone showed that to me just to me- like to annoy me, and I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay what about okay I want to talk about B2 emo because once again he just such a sad like everything about this man he got he got tossed over and like they kept cutting back to him in the middle of the fight where he he's just still like laying over like a spilt trash can like nobody ever went to pick him up like even like as things were dying down he was still like on his side also did I catch this that they tried to throw a coat on him first like it's like <laughs> yeah that's it it's like yeah <laughs> cover him up <laughs> he's exposed <laughs> like it was it just kick him over first I, I just thought that would have been the first method yeah he's a real sad boy like yeah. I don't think he said one happy thing uh, in, <laughs> in, in like a long time the happiest thing is that he was able to get off this planet that, yeah. that's a, that's his real win I guess <laughs> um uh, what else do we have here? Uh, there was like, yeah, yeah, Tommy. Uh, Bix, do what do we see oh, yeah. for her future? I, I really, she's another character that I really thought the actress did a great job with, and I, but I don't feel like they gave her a ton to do, and I would love to see more of her in season two. Dead. Oh, no. Dead. Oh my god. No dead. Yeah, you think she's? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the question with all of these characters. Um, is just like if and when they're gonna die. Uh, it feels inevitable. She has to I, die. She has to die. I, I, I hear you. You, because here you're still on the train that like Andor is not a rebel yet. So like he needs that death to be it, right? They need. Was the torture not enough? Screen. Yeah. No. <laughs> they have to kill her on screen because of Andor. That'll that'll be satisfied. Okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I, I I'm not. I totally can see that happening. So yeah. Um, I I thought one of the most like one of the saddest things I've ever seen in a, I mean, I've seen a lot of sad things, but the super depressing. Uh, when she is in her holding cell and they're playing that music, uh, outside and she's just kind of like looking out the window, like that is so depressing. Uh, which by the way, the the the, the ceremonial music was incredible i really love that like i want that in the background of my entire life because it's like it's kind of depressing but also hopeful at the same time um so well done yeah i i think the sound design in general i've been really pleased with uh it's been subtle like i don't think there's any but i there are songs or beats that i've heard musical beats for certain characters i'm like oh that's cool and uh, you know i think there's been cool stuff they've been doing there best Star Wars TV show music. I can I yeah, say that. Can't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mandalorian I, is close, but I think outside of like the theme and a few other ones, like I think the Mandalorian kind of like like the theme for the Mandalorian is killer. I'm not super sold on the rest of it. This, oh, the music is is it. You don't you don't like the Book of Boba Fett theme where they're like slowly saying Boba Fett over and over again? What's Boba oh, Fett? Oh, What's that oh. show? <laughs> Book of Star Wars. Oh, I don't... oh thank you, thank you. <laughs> Boba Fett was... I hated the way they mishandled the show as in they didn't do exactly what I wanted with that. I've done rants on this before, but like, oh lord, I needed less Boba Fett. I need more Boba Fett versus Jabba and less whatever they gave us. But, yeah. Or versus various huts. Uh, okay, is there anyone, uh, any final thoughts on the episode, guys? Any predictions for season two? Oh my I mean, God, it's I've like two so years many. away. Yeah, I've got so many predictions. <laughs> yeah, well, that's another um, podcast. I think Mothma's daughter. Do, does she die too? Does everyone like? I still. Have I, to... She she has to die, as well. Like there's a few characters. Just everyone dies. No, no, just the people who matter to making the rebels sad, depressed, and alone. Because yeah. if you're happy in your family, you're not going to try to kill the the empire. You have to be angry at the empire, and so inevitably, you have to lose the things you love. 
I think she joins the Empire. What's worse than her dying to the Empire than joining, becoming part of the Empire and being part of the thing she's fighting against? I think that would break Moth. Okay, but why? But Tommy, that's like that. You know the thing that uh, Khalil's complaining about Andor, where he says he's not a rebel yet. That <laughs> that that's like how I see what you're saying. I, Weren't they showing that with uh, with the scene where she's like she, they, she was in class and they were like she's really buying into it? I thought they had put the seats down for that. Well, I think she. So my reading on that was she's actually like studying some of I can't remember their home planet's name, but gotcha. it was like some traditions of their home planet. They didn't really explain it super well, but. Um, Basically, what I got from it was like uh, little Lita was like trying to stick it to her mom because her mom doesn't like that stuff, and that's why she was doing it. Um, okay, you know, I'll actually I'll give that to you a little bit. Okay, this is my idea. You tell me what you think. Let's what go. I'm she... getting I'm getting props. What if she joins the Empire? Okay. Oh, not that wasn't for me. <laughs> no, no, no. It is it, partially because she wants to stick it to her mother. Okay. Right, and then she ends up in a situation where basically her mother has to kill her. Someone she's gonna end up dead. I'm just giving you another alternative way where her because think about the emotional trauma that will put her through. That's perfect rebel material. I don't know that Mon is ever in a position where she needs to kill somebody though. I feel like you know, maybe Vel, uh, but uh what if she chooses her daughter over Luthen and she kills Luthen and her daughter then survives? So she you really want Mon kills... to kill somebody. <laughs> no, no, Mon doesn't kill anyone. Her daughter kills Luther. Oh. Her oh. then she is left with the guilt of saying, I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to kill my daughter, which shows kind of that weakness of the rebels that they kind of have for for the entirety of Star Wars, right? Um, and then it also shows she she also loses someone, right? It feels like a win-win scenario. And then her daughter also stays alive and is evil. And also is the reason she lost arguably her, maybe her closest friend. I don't know if she has friends, but like, you know. Most likely she'll just get married and then go off and it'll be like, ah, look at what you did. You caused your daughter to get married and go off. <laughs> yeah. But wouldn't uh, that be so much more like epic if she like, had to like choose between like the rebels and her daughter, she chose her daughter. And then it was kind of like, oops, bad choice. Cause now I, the, the guy who held everything together is is dead which means saw is gonna go off he's not gonna trust the mon mothma you know because he barely trusts luthan he's not gonna trust mon mothma which would explain him kind of ending up being so anti-rebel uh because you could argue axis holds everything together is what you were saying before right so if axis dies and mon mothma is the reason imagine something like saw like is he gonna be willing to trust mon mothma I do have to give an update really quickly. I just thought about it. We did do a death draft last episode with Robbie, um, and we did not guess any nobody important. I, all the people we thought, uh, I, I can't remember exactly, some combination of uh, we picked uh, Lena, Dedra, uh, Vel, and Cinta, I think. Uh, and they're all alive, so... Uh, I will say this is one thing, especially in this last episode, there's, like, so many, like, background characters that are, like... Like, there was, like, I don't know, just, like... There's, like, two or three, like slender middle-aged white men that like i'm like who are you like are you the guy that is in the thing like a lot like super they all died in the fight too so i don't know i mean some of these background characters can be super useful do you know why because you give them a moment people kind of like them you don't know because they're background characters you have no there's no like continuity issues if you decide to bring them back right like these characters are useful because like the main the problem with the main characters are you, like like Rogue One, like I do, I'm sure you guys remember all the speculation going into Rogue One was like, are they going to really just kill off the entire cast, or are they going to have like, you know, is um, Ursa going to end up being like joining the Empire, right? Because like there's the scene in the trailer where she's like wearing the 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 armor, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. is she going to end up like, are they all going to end up being like the Knights of Ren? You remember all that speculation? Like yeah, I feel like we're, stuff. but then what happened? They all died. Yeah, so I think they were all we're... killed. And I think we all loved that decision. So I don't think that that's going to become uh, something they're going to avoid here. I think a lot of there's going to be a lot of death in season two. Um, Khalil, thank you so much for doing this with us. Uh, uh, this was so much fun. I do want to give you the chance to tell people where they can find you online, your videos, your podcasts, all the stuff that you're up to. Oh, yeah. So you can find everything on, on YouTube and um, we're also on all, all the podcast feeds. Um, just type in like comic boys, no spaces and everything should show up. I've tried it. It works. Um, 
You can find me on social media at Kalajamal03. And on, and on that new version of Twitter, at, which is Kalajamal, because I could actually have my name as my handle for once. So that's awesome. And you can find the, the Comic Boys channel at Comic Boys underscore. Um, and on the new version of Twitter, just at Comic Boys, because again, I'm stealing those things while they're available. <laughs> because yeah, that's Hive, up. but if, it, if people don't that's know, still Hive. Thank you. It, I, I can't remember it's what it's called. New Twitter. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think it's more like a combination of Twitter and Instagram even. I, I really, uh, we joined Hive as well, and I like Hive a lot. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I will put, a, I'll put like your link tree in the bio if people want to come check that stuff out, make it super easy for them. Um, yeah, we do cool uh, interviews too. We've done interviews and stuff too. Yeah. So you should, we, we, there's a reason to check us out, you know? Yeah. Uh, Khalil, I want to hit you with this real quick. We're about to wrap up, but sometimes we like to close with recommendations. I, to be frank, I don't have one. Tommy, I don't know if you have one, but I got to ask you, you, you're watching a lot of different things. Can you like tell somebody like what maybe like your favorite movie or TV show you've seen recently or book or anything like that? Am I allowed to use animation? Because I yes, know yes. it's going to annoy some people. No, um, yes, absolutely. I mean, this isn't recent for me, but it's recent for 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 like everybody else. So I mean, like, uh, Fablemans and um, Gold, uh, Glass Onion. Go go. Those are those are fantastic. I saw them at TIFF, so it's like not you know recent for me. But like, those are awesome, and they're coming out now or something. I don't actually know when they're releasing i should but i think knives check out. those out i think did knives not come out this week in theaters and then coming to netflix next month i think that's people You're are gonna right. go to the theater and like oh knives out is a playing and they're gonna write to me um but yeah tommy anything from you to close us out any uh final thoughts no just no. keep listening here if you're not well, also guardians special too that i watched that today I yeah uh, we will be recapping that on Monday, a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So if y'all want to check that out, but have you guys seen it? Oh yeah, Tommy has not. I have not. Oh okay, offline, Michael. Oh. We're gonna have to chat. Yeah, yeah please don't. <laughs> we have a whole podcast we're gonna do about. It. We shouldn't talk about it now. No, no, offline, offline. We'll talk offline. Yeah, because yeah. I have some thoughts. I'm gonna make a review on that actually now. I might as well. Okay, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do right after this. <laughs> all right guys i will close this out here i like to remind you guys to rate and review us on itunes and spotify preferably five stars also please subscribe because we're gonna be here multiple times a week it seems like follow us on instagram twitter hive uh tiktok at stark wars pod uh also we have a little discord community going on so if that's something you're interested in you can hit us up and we'll get you in there but that is all we got for you guys thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time Bye. 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 Bye.